Adam, welcome to the show, brother. Super excited to get to talk to you and learn a little bit more about you and your story and, and where you are today, how you got into it. But just to begin with, who are you, what do you do, and where are you from? Walker and Davis, it's awesome to be on the show. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's jump right in. So uh, I always love starting with uh, our, our founder story, which kind of answers all of those questions and it gives a lot of insight into uh, why we created JetBuild and, and why we're here today. So uh, I like to start off by saying that uh, Joseph and I, my co-founder, started off as enemies because we played high school sports against one another. Uh, fast forward a bunch, uh, we end up uh, in the same military enlistment in the Israeli military uh, as airborne, so as paratroopers. Fast forward again a bunch, we both end up in New York City working for real estate developers. So kind of this crazy path of just awesome. crossing lot, you know, uh, uh, cool. stages in life uh, throughout throughout these stages. Um, and in our experience working for developers, we were very hands-on. So we're both of us, different companies, but similar type of roles, similar type of builds. Uh, we were you know, on construction sites every day, managing multiple uh, projects at a time, trying to understand how to better create a collaborative uh, kind of project, right? Collaborative effort between multi-company stakeholders that exist in building property, right? So, I mean, for anyone who maybe hasn't been on a job site before, like you could imagine you get a stack of papers from architects and engineers. And from that, you got to build, you know, 50 floors somehow uh, across different companies, across field to office uh, with, you know, city min municipality involved, uh, budget schedules, logistics, safety, all these crazy things. And in that experience, both of us worked in that environment for seven years each. So or a bit more, so like about 15 years total. Uh, and, you know, we recognize that it was just it was a straight up a liability to try and manage projects with uh, Excel and, and email chains. Right. You just you just couldn't do it effectively. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of bumped heads and, and we thought about uh, trying to onboard some some products that existed in the market. You know, there's a bunch of them. Uh, you know, they, they do great things, but we had a lot of friction trying to onboard those products, mainly because of uh, super high price points mm -hmm. uh, and these like legacy tech stacks, as, as I call it, uh, which is essentially, you know, technology that was built back in the early 2000s uh, and hasn't really seen kind of a, a true facelift on the UI, UX user interface and experience. Uh, so, uh, you know, with that being said, we also were actually just rejected in terms of attempting to onboard that from our uh, you know, bosses for the companies we're working for. Uh, so we essentially said, you know, screw this. And uh, we just literally started building, literally coding the product, uh, a solution for ourselves on the site, right? As we're kind of working uh, and trying to understand how to collaborate, how to uh, manage better. Uh, so essentially, uh, you know, we, we literally built a solution as the end user, understanding the pain points, understanding the needs on a new tech stack. So kind of like fast forward a bunch of years, um, we were able to uh, first release kind of the beta to the market in, in about 2020, uh, where we also were able to onboard some design clients, as we call it. So just from our network of, of builders and, and people in the industry, uh, we were able to have them on the product on our beta version to give us that like external feedback. So if you can imagine when you're so in your own process and in your own build, you can't really recognize like gaps or issues. Whatever. Uh, so fast forward again another year or so, uh, that's when we really had this refined product that we and, you know, truly released to the market uh, that really, really beats anything that exists today. Uh, so uh, full full circle, you know, we ended up raising a, a, a round of venture capital with a, a VC called uh, Shadow Ventures. They're uh, based in Atlanta. Uh, they're a real estate tech focused uh, firm, awesome, awesome team. Uh, and with that, we were able to uh, kind of jump on Jet full time uh, 
up until that point, it was all side hustle, right? It was all just literally us building it for ourselves as yeah. the user. Uh, happened to gain a handful of clients just based on our network, right? Based on them understanding that, yeah, it makes sense because it was built to make sense, right? It was built literally as as the users. Um, so today, you know, we're, we're really pushing uh, the product. We're refining it on a rapid, rapid pace. So if you could imagine like a, an Apple iOS, right? Uh, they released iOS 16 recently, mm-hmm. and every month or so they go 16.01, 16.12. So same kind of thing with software, right? So it's a never-ending cycle of yeah. refinement, making it better. Um, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And for us, you know, because we were able to to build this as the end user, it's so so simple, but also robust to suit the needs of the client. So now, kind of to to end this this rant of of you know who we are and what we're doing, uh, JetBuild is a is an end-to-end solution from uh, pre-con stage through construction stage. And then supports asset management. So the target market really varies depending on user, and, and it has different use cases. Yeah. Uh, a developer, so like a builder owner, has kind of the full life cycle of of the use case because they're you know probably involved with precon, right? Because they're initiating the project. They're typically involved with construction, whether they're hands on or hands off. It's their money. It's their it's their property. And then if they're owning the property or if they're selling the property. Uh, it's very valuable for them to have that data set, right? To either manage their assets with, to reference whether it's permits, whether it's insurance, whether it's uh, you know specifications, et cetera, et cetera. Um, to then you know be able to leverage that when you're when you're managing your assets. So that's kind of the the uh, you know the, the thesis of of what we are, what we're doing. Man, that's awesome. Um, that's cool. I had no clue, you know, the story behind it, but also um, what all you've done is pretty cool. So I appreciate you sharing that. But I want to go back. I always want to know about how you got into construction. I just heard you drop, um, you said you were in the special forces in Israel. So talk to us about that. I know that may not be construction related, but I know (laughs) military and construction is very a tight knit group. So tell us about that. Are you from Israel? How did that happen? Yeah, totally. So on both uh, Joseph and I, we have, we have roots in Israel. So we, we, you know, we're both dual citizens, lived in both countries. Um, And in terms of kind of the, I'll call it transition from, uh, you know, military state, and it's a business, I'll call it, right? It doesn't even have to be specific for construction. I mean, there's tons of takeaways, whether it's, you know, leadership, whether it's understanding how to kind of, uh, you know, leverage uh, uh, relativity as it relates to kind of stress, right? So let's understand, all right, some crazy thing is happening in work, which is literally every day on a construction site. So even more so for construction, at least, you know, for my for my own background and knowledge, um, you know, it's, it's the ability to kind of realize, all right, you know, this isn't the end of the world. You're not in, you know, getting shot at, you're not in a war zone. So like the, the you know, the, the learnings from from being in an extreme environment, whether that's, uh, you know, teamwork, leadership, understanding how to bring, you know, people together and achieve a goal, uh, whether that's, you know, being, uh, you know, in a, in a state of, of you know, re- relaxed mindset or, uh, you know, ability to operate in uh, stress environments, right? So all of these kinds of, uh, of point learning points, uh, organization learning points, uh, you know, translate into, into business for sure. And then, no, I completely see that. I have a good buddy who I went to school with who was in the military here. Um, mm-hmm. And he started his own construction company straight out of college, you know, kind of started awesome. with his, his father-in-law. But it's cool to see a lot of the similarities, I guess, because I like to talk to him about it, you know, what he did and, and, and the discipline of it. But what it takes to start and run a company, kind of like what you're doing, you know, versus what he got trained to do it, are very totally. similar. And they go hand totally. in hand. So I can definitely see how those two match up very well. So you get, you know, in, in special forces there or Israeli and you moved to New York, 
um, you know, what drew you to the construction real estate market Definitely. initially? Definitely. Um, so I think really, really simply put, uh, I love creating tangible uh, things and I love yeah. design. So the combination of those two really drew me uh, to the industry. Uh, when I finished uh, my undergrad uh, degree, I was actually in Boston for, for undergrad. When I finished my undergrad degree, I, I moved to New York and, you know, just happened to be, you know, right, right time, right place, uh, opportunity with the developer that I, that I ended up working with uh, and, and things just aligned. So that's, that's really as simple as that. That's how I ended, yeah. Up, yeah. ended up involved. Yeah. What, what was, was your, your degree in? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did undergrad in, uh, in business, business management, okay. and I also did uh, a graduate degree at NYU, uh, uh, which is, you know, when I'm here in, in a, as an MBA. That's awesome. Yeah. Lots of, lots of school. Yeah. About to say, how, what was it like going from, I know this is not construction related again, but Boston to to New York, the, just the culture difference from the two cities. Oh, for sure. So, so Boston, (laughs) uh, you know, at least, at least my takeaways, um, it's an amazing, amazing place for, for a student. Um, I think at least at the time this was the case, you know, don't quote me because I don't, I don't, I don't pretend <laughs> to know if this is really true, but I'm pretty sure if it's not the most, it's at the top few of uh, like schools in a city or yeah. like schools in a, you know, this area circumference of, you know, whatever that is. Um, so that's to say that there's tons of tons of students there. And like a, an example is I remember one time I stayed um, for, for a holiday. I forgot if it was like a Thanksgiving or Christmas. I don't remember what. Um, cause I was also working. So the school is at, they, they did like a, a co-op program at Northeastern is what it's called. Um, so that's why I stayed there. Cause I was, I was anyways working. Um, and it was like a ghost town, right. Cause everyone's students. So during a holiday, you know, huh. students yeah. typically just go back to wherever, you know, wherever their parents are. Um, so that, that was a great kind of realization of, of how, um, you know, student oriented it is. So for me, that was an awesome experience. Then moving to New York. Um, I mean, especially, you know, going into development, uh, you know, construction and development. I mean, like New York is an amazing place to be for, I mean, really any profession, right? It's just, yeah. a, it's, a, it's an incredible environment. Uh, people from all around the world kind of, uh, you know, combine and, and, and live here. Um, so yeah, it's been, it was really cool to see kind of the switch from what I felt, right. was like the student environment to this like ultra professional yeah. in, in every sense. Right. I mean, everything from arts to music, to construction, to finance, right. It's, it's an awesome kind of hub uh, yeah. for, for, yeah, for life. It's, it's cool because, you know, you hear a lot, especially from people who've done very well in their fields that if you can, you know, there's limiting factors like family or, um, you know, family pretty much friends or whatever totally, yeah. but you know, <laughs> if you can get up and move to an area uh where there's a lot of people who are doing what you want to do yeah, really. then you can drastically it you know decrease your your learning time and increase your experience level at a very rapid pace because you have such high achievers in those areas you know it's, it's out out west in california if you're in tech or austin right or if your case in york for construction development that kind of uh, those kind of industries right there's mm-hmm. a lot of people up there who do a very good job at it and so you're able to surround yourself by, uh, around totally. people who love what they do who are good at what they do and who are willing to teach you you know so it seems like you going up to new york you get around all these different people who you've surrounded yourself now around them for years upon years and so you've elevated yourself to to their level which is now you get to the point well how can i make it better which you're like well i can develop we can develop this app you know, this, totally. this is one area that I saw these 
these really high achievers, these really successful people uh, are lacking in an area. And now there's a problem. Now I can solve it. And that's exactly what, you know, that's how you, that's how you create a company. That's how you do something is you see a problem and you fit and you fix it. So, you know, you walk through this app a little bit in the intro, but, you know, go a little bit more in depth on, I guess. So what is the, what is like, give us the main problem that you saw, like the the number one and like one sentence problem that you saw in the industry uh, that needed to be fixed and how exactly your app does it. Absolutely. Um, So in, I mean, one sentence, right. So Jeff Build is a real estate command center, right. That allows for collaborative transparency. So that's kind of like your, your one liner because it encompasses a ton, right. So it also doesn't say much. Um, but digging into that one step uh, to kind of elaborate in terms of this end-to-end process that I alluded to. Uh, so we're built around four four main modules, right? So you got uh, your accounting function. So that's for uh, yeah, project budgets. You got uh, payment apps, change orders, APAR, uh, insurance okay. tracking. Then you go to collaboration module that has things like file management, drawing management, um, meeting minutes, tasks, permit management. Then you go to construction out of the third the third module that has everything from uh, punch lists, RFI, submittals, uh, specifications, Gantt scheduling. Then you go to reporting is the last of those four uh, modules, and that's kind of the, your data insights based on the information you've input on those other three I mentioned. So everything from uh, budget reports to forecasting reports, change order logs, submittal RFI logs. Uh, you got lien waiver logs. Um, so just kind of like data insights, workforce reporting. Um, so that's how we're, what we're built around. And the intention is to pull all of the project stakeholders into one platform and allow them to run through their workflows. So you can imagine everything that exists every, you know, from each party, all of the necessities that already exist, uh, typically in their siloed environment. So, you know, if you have your architect, they're working on their end in their office somewhere, you got your you know, electrician working on site uh, with their teams and you have your developer and the owner working, you know, in their, in their office somewhere else too, right? Just three examples out of like the 50 that exists in the project. How do you get them to communicate and make sure that they're running on the same, you know, updated set of plans with the same submittal uh, yeah. revision on the same schedule that's tracking to the same budget? So yeah. have you ever heard of, Sorry, Dave. Have you ever heard of uh, a guy named Ron Nussbaum? He has an app called Nutness. It's very similar to what you're doing, but it's for the residential, residential. side. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no, a, I haven't. Yeah, connect with him. He, he's, he's a cool dude. He's a really good guy. Uh, but so awesome. basically, he's doing that, but the residential side, but he's trying, he saw the exact same thing. He saw how everyone is doing their own thing uh, and no one's really connected in, in a single way. And you also don't know who to talk to. You don't know like which. Uh, if you want to, for in his case, if you want to do a warranty claim, or if you need someone to come out there and like, hey, you know, I think there's something wrong with my plumbing. Who do I call? You get sent to different people. I know yours is a little bit different. You're basically like a Procore that mm-hmm. goes a whole lot deeper and a whole lot further than than Procore does. Well, even yeah. you, go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so I mean, you, yeah, you, you really nailed it. Uh, I mean, first of all, with, with Ron, I'm going to definitely try and connect with him. I wrote that down. Uh, so yeah, thank you for bringing that up. 
but yeah, in terms of Procore, there, there's other you know uh, uh, solutions in the market. That's that's for sure. Uh, I think a, a major differentiator is you know going back to our kind of founder story, right? Is I mean, we literally created this product in the field, right? So uh, like a big difference that clients uh, see, and you know our intention in creating this is, um, you know, we're, we're providing the tools in a UI UX and a user interface yeah. experience that that really works, right? That's really easy to learn. Uh, that's really easy to implement um, with with a new tech stack, right? So it's what you would expect in in onboarding a, a software of today. So explain to people that don't know what is a tech stack. Sure. Um, so it's really just you know in real simple terms, it's just uh, the way that a product is coded, um, mm-hmm. right? So in our case, uh, it's run around those modules that I that I mentioned, right? Those four modules. Uh, and that, and I, which is how I keep referencing that UI UX, so user interface, user experience, in a way that's you know modern, in a way that's simplified, uh, but doesn't lose any of those robust capabilities that are necessary to project. Yeah. Gotcha. So, what was it like while you were working as the, I guess, the real estate development side? I saw a VP of construction. So there must have been some pain points that you took from that, right, to get to where you're totally. at today. So, what were some of those, and how did that come up? Totally. Um, so, I mean, kind of on this point that we we're touching on, and Walker, you kind of mentioned that in, in, uh, in, that, in that, alter, that other product, uh, Ron's product, um, is, you know, in, in my experience in the role that I was in, and same, same with Joseph, right, my co-founder, um, when we were on project sites in our role, the, what we had to do was ensure that the project was progressing according to the plan, right, according to the budget, according to the schedule. So what we had to do was grab all of this information from everyone's silos, right? So you could you could think the bucket of contracting teams, so tons of tons of companies, bucket of design teams, architects, engineers, et cetera, a bunch of companies there, um, you know, all the way through to the lender, right? So in trying to consolidate all this information, we realized how much of a mess it was and how difficult it was to not make errors, right? Because you're pulling whether it's handwritten notes, emails multitudes of Excel files, um, I mean, PDFs, Word documents, you name it, and then putting it into, migrating into something that we were trying to create to track ourselves, and then producing kind of a, a result, producing an oversight, yeah. right? To understand, all right, what is not tracking? What is tracking? We can leave that alone. What's upcoming? What's you know overdue? Uh, it's kind of this never-ending cycle of reactive decision-making where now if you have a central product like JetBuild, for example, central command center, all of a sudden you could make these proactive decisions based on data, right? Based on reduction of manual entry errors. So that's kind of like the thesis and, and the literal case that was occurring that allowed us to kind of, you know, conceive of Jet and, and build it as we were, you know, working through our own process, the process that just exists anyways. That's awesome. So. I have a question. Yeah. Davis does not like this, but we talked about it recently. <laughs> so the way that, you know. Hey, I'm Ed, the one that edits the podcast, so we can cut this part out. <laughs> the, the way that everything's going, right, is this AI type, like machine learning sort of thing. That, it freaks Davis out. I think it's kind of fascinating. Sure. You know, like I want to learn a little bit more about it. But do y'all do anything with that? Are you going that direct? Have you seen that in the construction, uh, real estate industry of like this funky trying, you know, like machine learning sort of thing, trying to learn how to do it better? You know, do y'all include that in your app or is that something that you're like, yeah, I want to stay away from that? (laughs) I mean, first of all, awesome question. 
Second of all, I'm going to make this, you know, real um, uh, distinctive line between what Jet is doing and AI, right? So mm-hmm. what, what Jet is doing is it's your essential workflow management, right? So yeah. it's taking what you're doing in your siloed environments via Excel and email train, consolidating everything with structure okay. and organization, and and then also retaining data, right? So you can do lots of cool things with your baseline yeah. data, which is like, you know, migrating information from project to project, accessing completed project for asset management, uh, or just for general kind of awareness of what pricing was or how people performed, et cetera. Um, with, with that said, you know, once we have sufficient data, there's a few ways to look at this. Once we have sufficient data on the product, um, you know, hopefully near future type scenario, um, then, you know, we could start playing with, you know, kind of, this like proactive approach, meaning, uh, you know, for alerts to say, oh, based on your work environment of the past, you know, you could maybe look at XYZ. The reason I'm using the words maybe and intentionally so uh, is, you know, I think until the, (laughs) until like all trades on a project truly adopt AI, um, you know, I think it's tough to say, you know, AI is going to predict how people are literally operating across companies, across teams, across functions, field to office, et cetera, et cetera, how to, you know, predict or, or kind of create outcomes for them. With that said, there are definitely specific a, AI, you know, quote unquote, um, uh, tech. Um, I say quote unquote only because I don't, you know, I don't think I know what they're doing or not doing. Right. And right. kind of the, another kind of vision or, or thesis of Jet, right, is you're creating this baseline digital transformation for a company. Now, if you want some AI safety tech, if you want some AI uh, concrete tech, wh- whatever it is that you want, plug it in, right? Plug it in. Have that, have that trade say, oh, I'm using, you know, this AI for safety for my team. I'm the, you know, concrete person or the superstructure or whatever. Uh, all right, cool. So let's make an integration uh, for you. We'll get, you know, put that access specific on your line, specific That's on awesome. your schedule and budget, et cetera. Yeah. Integrate yeah. and let's see how it goes.